live at the conclusion of another Ohio State win. We knew it was going to be a battle. Penn State was real on defense. Offense, not so much. And the Buckeyes, even without a couple key players, found a way to beat Penn State on Saturday afternoon. We're here to instantly react to another Buckeyes win. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Saturday, October 21st in the year 2023. And we are all gathered here together live on YouTube on the Locked on Buckeyes YouTube page to react, instantly react, to another Buckeyes win. This one, a 22-12 win over the Penn State Nittany Lions. I want to thank and welcome everyone that's here. Thank you for tuning in to this live postcast. Subscribe to Locked on Buckeyes YouTube channel and make sure you smash the like button on this video. We are all going to discuss what went down during today's game how the Buckeyes capitalized on opportunities and players that stepped up when key players were not able to go in this game but this game was one we knew it was going to be a battle we knew Ohio State needed to come out and bring their A game and before we talk about an A game FanDuel helps us add to our add to our A game and enhance our A game and especially allows us easy ways to make a little bit of extra money. And this postcast is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Didn't want to go any further without discussing FanDuel Sportsbook. But this game, the defenses were insane. We'll talk about the numbers in this game here in a second. But to me, when it came down to the defenses, the offenses, what did this game come down to? One team had Marvin Harrison Jr. The other team did not. Ohio State's defense also was so good once again. Tui Maloa, Jordan Hancock, uh, Dave Sinigbenosa, Jermaine Matthews Jr. making plays, Proctor making plays, Ransom, Sonny Styles. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. This defense came to play on Saturday afternoon. There were some offensive issues, and there were some offensive lapses, and there were some bad throws by Kyle McCord, and there were some things on offense that went well. Uh, there was, unfortunately, an injury to a to an offensive player, even though a backup, a backup that we do expect to see, well, expected to see in every game going forward. And quarterback Devin Brown hope that he is a okay with the ankle injury that he um, suffered during Saturday's game. But this game, to me, the numbers it goes to the defense. But when Ohio State needed a spark, and that spark was something that Penn State had no answer for, what was it, and who did the ball go to? Marvin Harrison Jr. The Buckeyes offensively 
couldn't run the ball once again. And it wasn't because of their own issues running the ball, even though <laughs> we will discuss that once again coming up next week. And it wasn't all because of the offensive line. So I'm not going to say it's the same issue that we have seen before, where it's the offensive line or it is um, some of the running backs that are back there. Not going that far. Penn State sold out to stop the run. That was clear. One thing they were going to do in that game, they weren't going to allow Ohio State to run the ball. Now, here's what you do if, if that's your mindset, if that's your um, if that's the decision you make. Well, Ohio State can pass the ball. They pass the ball better than they run the ball. So why would you sell out to stop the one thing that they can't already, that they already struggled to do, and allow them to do the one thing that they can do at a pretty decent clip? It's a very interesting thought here. But the Buckeyes were without Denzel Burke in this game. On defense, offensively, they were without Trevian Henderson in this game. They were without Emeka Abuka once again in this game. Chip Trainum played, started, but didn't really play that much. I didn't really look at his numbers too closely. Uh, Chip had nine carries to 22 yards, 2.4 yards a pop. Nothing to uh, say, ooh or ah, that was an amazing performance, but that's what was there. Mayan Williams did get a trip into the end zone, 24 carries, 62 rushing yards, 2.6 yards a pop. And Mayan, for the first time all season, Mayan looked healthy. Even game number one against Indiana, and I said earlier, Mayan didn't look healthy in warm-ups in that game. And there was numerous times he's out there on the field, and you, you could just look like, man, Mayan's missing something. He's not healthy. Well, he was healthy today, and probably against any other defense, Mayan Williams goes smooth off. But didn't happen. What did happen? Ohio State in this game had Marvin Harrison Jr. had 11 catches, 162 receiving yards, 14.7 yards per reception, and one touchdown. That touchdown came in the fourth quarter. Marvin Harrison Jr., they had no answer for him. And Ohio State's very smart. And Brian Hartline, maybe this is his um, presence being felt as Ohio State's OC this year, moving Marvin Harrison all along the all all across the field, maybe wide, maybe he split out wide by himself on one side, or he's in a bunch or trips formation on the other side of the line of scrimmage on the outside receiver. He may be the um, middle guy on a trip. He may be the inside guy on a trips. Why? Because he's so versatile. He can do those things very, very, very well. Ohio State has and had in this game Marvin Harrison Jr. And it showed up in a big, huge way. I knew going into the game, if Abuka was not there, there was a hole offensively in the pass, uh, in the passing game. Now, Kyle McCord struggled at times, made some poor decisions. Um, he was being sped up by the Penn State's defense to credit them for how well they got Kyle McCord to speed up his own internal clock. And then at one point, I mean, I'm so I'm watching the game like you were, and I'm like, wait, okay, so. His clock went from being really fast to not the best snaps in the world, but you get the idea of what I'm trying to say. His internal clock got really slow, and there was a sack at that point of the game deep in the Buckeyes' own territory. It wasn't ideal. And when the Buckeyes needed a, a spark, somebody to lean on, it was Rotman Marv. It was Junior, as I call him. It was a guy who's not only the son of a Pro Football Hall of Famer, but a guy who is a 
trying to be that in his own. And hey, some guys, their parents are Hall of Famers in their sport that don't live up or don't even have the skills that their parents had. For example, just something I heard on a podcast recently, Michael Jordan's boys. Do you, any of you know what college they went to? He had two of them that played, college, played high school basketball, um, saw them play one game uh, that was on national television in high school. Do you know what college they went to? Maybe not. Why? Because one, it's hard to be what your dad was. Two, if your dad's Michael Jordan or Marvin Harrison, it's hard to be what they were. It's hard. Marvin Harrison Jr. is aspiring to be what his dad was on the football field and even better. And these are the games that you remind everybody, hey, I know what my dad did, but this is what I am doing right now. And Ohio State needed route man Marvin in a big, big way. 10-6, what do we do? What's going on? The Buckeyes found a way to score, to score again, to score again. Not all of them were touchdowns. There are Jaden Fielding field goals that happened in this game, which definitely were felt by what Ohio State needed and how in, in ways to extend the score quickly. Hey, offense, sometimes when the offense can't score touchdowns, you need field goal kickers to do their job in a great way. Fielding did that on Saturday afternoon. The Buckeyes also capitalized on numerous opportunities, which led them to a win in this contest. What opportunities did the Buckeyes capitalize on? We will discuss those next right here as the Locked on Buckeyes postcast rolls on after the Buckeyes beat Penn State with a final score of 20-12. to 12. This postcast is brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnCollege. This postcast is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on college. Once again, visit fanduel.com slash locked on college and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you, everyone who is tuning in live to this Locked on Buckeyes postcast after a Buckeyes win or if you're catching it in a playback form, either watching it in a playback 
on YouTube or catching it in the audio form on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your fine podcast. I like to thank everyone for tuning in to this show. Subscribe to Locked on Buckeyes YouTube channel on Apple or Spotify or whatever app you're utilizing to enjoy this great podcast. Also, smash the like button to leave a review as well. So the Buckeyes in this game, just like any game, there are opportunities for you to capitalize on. Sometimes there are opportunities that you create for yourself. Sometimes there are opportunities that the opposition hands you in a crucial moment. And one thing in this game that I like to highlight really quickly that the Buckeyes did so well on defense, third and fourth down, they made sure Penn State would have to do things outside their own them their selves in this game to convert on third down or fourth down. So I'm not here to say that Penn State didn't have any first downs. They actually had uh, 15 first downs in this game. The Buckeyes had 22. But the final numbers for this game and the efficiency or lack thereof for Penn State on third down, it was clear. And it's a big reason why Ohio State won this game. Penn State on third down was one of 16. That's bad. That's atrocious. That's embarrassing. The only third down conversion they had in this game came literally in the final 60 seconds of play. Not final 60 seconds of the third quarter or the first half. No, the final 60 seconds of play. You played over 59 minutes of, of football and you got to wait till the final 60 seconds to finally convert your first third down in this game. Kudos, hats off to the Buckeyes defense once again. We talk about it. Story of this team all season long is the defense. We have so many things and talking points to talk about with the offense, but the biggest story and the best unit overall, top to bottom from the front to the trenches with the D-line to the back with the safeties, no matter if it's Ransom or Proctor, Roman, the back half of that uh, secondary, the best unit on this team, biggest story all season, continues to be the Buckeyes' defense. On fourth down, were, the, were they any better? Percentage-wise, yes. They only, only only had three opportunities or only took three opportunities to convert on fourth down. Penn State was one of one for three. So two for 19. Penn State converting on third and fourth down. Hey, <laughs> we don't always clap on this show, especially the postcast. But this defense is real, man. This defense is insane. I'm going to go back and look at some more numbers here just to talk about once again what the Buckeyes are doing defensively this season, and it showed up once again in this game. The Buckeyes held Penn State, and I heard Katron Allen, Nicholas Singleton, really good, phenomenal running backs, and that's true. Not going to knock what I've heard. But, man, Nicholas Singleton, nine carries for 48 yards, 5.3 yards a pop. Okay, cool. Okay, try now a nine for 26, 2.9 yards a pop. Okay, cool. Total, this does, the total yardage does take into effect the negative sack yardage that Drew Aller felt in this game. 49 total rushing yards for Penn State in this game. And I always look back at what the Buckeyes have done defensively in this season. Go back to the game log for the year. The Buckeyes, once again, that's the lowest output they have ever allowed a team all season. Penn State's number seven in the country, which is good. I still think they're a top 10 team. I'm not going to knock that. I'm not going to say they're not. Penn State, I mean, Ohio State's just different. But if a defense like this 
is going to capitalize on an opportunity. Hey, if you're going to hold a team to under 50 rushing yards for the first time all season, and it's against a team that is one of the best in your own conference, one of the best in the countries, hat country, not countries, not plural, singular, hats off to you. Also, this pass defense once again held another team, another quarterback, to under 200 total passing yards. Drew Aller in this game. <laughs> I don't have his passing percentage in front of me, but it is not good. 18 for 42. You can do the math. 191 passing yards, one touchdown, 4.5 yards per completion. Once again, the Buckeyes held another quarterback to under 200 total passing yards in a game. The only team, once again, that has over 200 passing yards on Ohio State's defense, Western Kentucky. And that was a blowout. That was one where you're throwing quickly, quicker than you want to the entire game. Western Kentucky, 204 total passing yards in this game. Now, Austin Reed at 207, the backup came in and had some little negative yards to bring down the total pass yardage in that game. But Sam Hartman, to uh, to lay a chunk of Iloa, doesn't matter. Even a week ago, Hudson Card was (laughs) bad. Drew Aller didn't look that good either. Like, I keep hearing people say, Drew Aller this, Drew Aller that. Um, we even heard Zach Seiko of Locks on Nittany Lions say Drew Aller is a future first number one overall pick. And I'm, I I didn't see it. I'm not saying that I, I will not say it's not going to happen. But today, Saturday in the shoe, I did not see that. But also the Buckeyes defensively gave the offense numerous times and numerous opportunities to capitalize on opportunities on good field position. We got the um, JT to a below off sack. Um, he also later on in the fourth quarter hit Drew Aller's arm um, on fourth and three to turn the ball over, turn, turn over on downs, gave the ball back to the Buckeyes offense. And I do believe that led to another touchdown. But early in the game, I believe this was in the first quarter, could have been the second, but I want to say it was in the first. There was a scoop and score. Kyle McCord um, got rushed. The blitz came at the right time. They, uh, Kyle McCord fumbled, got hit, fumbled. Ball security was not something that was um, a uh, good quality for him at that time. Uh, fumble, scoop and score. Penn State scores. Okay, cool. Like, okay, we got we got a ball game, guys. We got a ball game. Things changed right there and I, sh- I I wonder how much Penn State is kicking themselves for what happened on that play. Yes, it was a scoop and score, but that got overturned because there was defensive holding called Marvin out for a route. He got held. It was called. Buckeyes get the ball back. Mayan Williams scores his first touchdown. Uh, I believe it's the only touchdown actually in this game this game for ohio state is one that we will be talking about for a while later on in this season those are just a few of the ways that the buckeyes were able to capitalize on opportunities the buckeyes let's just say that all of a sudden the buckeyes defense was one for 16 on stopping the opposing team on uh converting on third down one for three on stopping the opposing team on converting a fourth down. But the Buckeyes didn't score. We couldn't say they they capitalized on opportunities because they did not do that. But that, to me, is one of the biggest things with this team right now. You don't have your second-best receiver. There are way too many drops out there on offense, and I'm not going to say names. There are multiple guys that drop balls in this game. But one thing we're saying 
despite some of the issues offensively, this defense over and over and over again is rising to the occasion. There are also players in this game who rose to the occasion because their number needed to be called when it might not normally be at the top, at the front of the coach's mind. Who are we discussing? We dive into that next year as this postcast rolls on after another Ohio State win. This postcast is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. The weather outside is one of those times of year where it's going to be a little bit warmer at times. It's definitely, it was definitely cooling off. Some people like to wear shorts around the house, or maybe you're a shorts guy, you're a pants guy, but no matter what, you want to be comfortable. And our friends at Bird Dogs allow us and help us accomplish that goal. Bird Dog Stretch Khaki Shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog Shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to Bird Dog. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free white tag hatch with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or use promo code locked on college for a free white tag hatch. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this locked on Buckeyes postcast after an Ohio State win. Buckeyes beat Penn State. 20 to 12. We had a feeling it was going to be low scoring. That is correct. We had a feeling that it was going to be a battle for all four quarters. That is correct. We had a feeling that both offenses might struggle at times. That is also correct. We also had a feeling Ohio State would beat Penn State. That is the final outcome of this game. Going into the game, Well, early in the day, can't say going into the game. Early in the day, I normally wait. I said it on the show. I was going to wait until 10 a.m. I was expecting a report to come out a little before 10 a.m. about what players would be available for Ohio State or unavailable for Ohio State. Normally, Big Ten says, hey, no later than two hours before kickoff, um, you have to have handed in to us what players are on the injury report, available, unavailable, um, game time decision, questionable, whatever you want to call it, have that into us no later than two hours prior to the start of the the game, kickoff. And so normally that's what I do. And then I want to say it was either before game day started or shortly after game day started, ESPN game day, um, the famed wonderful pregame show that was in Columbus. Big noon was there. Um, Josh Pate of late kick was there. Um, JD Paquel of on three was there. Uh, Paquel, JD Paquel and Josh Pate. They host um, YouTube shows. Josh Pate is phenomenal. JD Paquel's is phenomenal. If they want to come to the show greatly, they're, uh, they're allowed to, I would welcome them here to just, um, discuss ball, talk Ohio State, and their thoughts on how the Buckeyes are playing this year. And so I was waiting and looking, and I saw, okay, cool. Abuka, I think it was a game time, came, game time decision questionable. Burke was out. Henderson was out. That was the original report. And then Pete Thamel comes on game day and says, Henderson's a game time decision. And so I went back and checked. No, the initial report was right. Pete Thamels was right as well. 
after the initial report that came out around nine, a little after nine o'clock, Ohio State altered it before turning it in officially, and they had time to spare to turn in the final report and maybe take make some changes if they needed to about what was handed handed into the league office. And so Anderson was a was questionable game time decision. He ultimately did not play. Burke did not play. Abuka did not play. So we knew going into it who was going to step up in the place of Abuka. <laughs> that was a big ask. Who who stepped up big? Who got more playing time than normal? Carnell Tate, three catches, twenty one yards, um, seven uh, yards per reception. Pretty good job for you getting your first extended playing time for the Buckeyes. Who also stepped up once again? Who made some phenomenal plays? Who also mossed the Penn State defender? It was Cade Stover, and Cade Stover once again is showing us, hey, what was one thing that the NFL scouts needed to see from him? Win in one-on-one situations. Win your one-on-one battles. Yes, we know you can run the routes well, but how well do you win in one-on-one situations? And Cade Stover showing us over and over and over. You put him in a one-on-one with anybody. He is going to have a chance to come down with that ball and win that battle. It happened in this game once again. But let's go to defense. Yeah, Abuka, I mean, Henderson, Mayan Mayan Williams being healthy is great. I still would have loved to see Dallin Hayden in this game. Dallin did not have um, any playing time. Don't don't believe I saw him on the field or any offensive snaps at all in this game. And after a week ago, you would have thought Ryan Day would have been compelled to put number five into the game to call his number. That did not happen. I am still confused by that decision. But let's go to the defense. Defensively, when you say Denzel Burke is out, what do you think? Hmm. Well, Jordan Hancock, Jair Brown, or Jermaine Matthews Jr., one of the three are going to get more playing time in this game. Jordan Hancock's already in the game plan on defense, automatically. Sonny Styles, Hancock generally rotate a little bit. What do we find in this game? Sonny Styles is out there a lot. Actually, I, I mean, most of the time. I don't know how much, if at all, he came off the field. Jordan Hancock bumped out to outside, outside defender, outside corner, and played a phenomenal game. Absolutely phenomenal. Davis and Igmanosin, different, bigger role as well. Phenomenal game. Actually, should have had a pick, maybe two in this game. Literally the one over the middle where it hit both of his hands and he just kind of, and it went down. I'm like, hey, bro, catch the ball. Get you a pick in a shoe. It means a little bit more than doing it down there in Ole Miss. I know if you're a Southeastern Conference fan listening to this, you might say, Jay, do you know what you're saying? That getting a pick in the shoe is a whole lot different than doing it down there at Ole Miss? I know what I'm saying. And I believe the words coming out of my mouth. I also believe the words that are about to come out of my mouth about the Buckeyes defense. I just mentioned Jair Brown being one of the three guys that might see more playing time. Jermaine Matthews Jr., man, the freshman, is playing some good ball right now. This young man is showing everybody, hey, he might be a freshman in the might be a freshman in classification, but he is not playing like a freshman at Ohio State this year. Jermaine Matthews Jr., let's just say Burke leaves, goes to the NFL next year. I am comfortable 
Give Junior, Matthews Jr., that is a full offseason in Columbus. I am comfortable with that young man being a starting corner next season. That is assuming that Denzel Burke leaves. I don't know if he's going to leave or not. Just being honest with you. He's playing like he's a future first-round pick. I don't know if he's leaving, though. And I could see Tui Malowal, Sawyer, Michael Jr., Tylee. I could see a lot of these guys. Now, I do believe Ike has to leave. Um, I don't know exactly. I have to look at classifications, who played during COVID, all that stuff. I do believe still Chambers has to leave. There's so much going on. But, 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 back to Jr., Matthews Jr., that is. He's playing good ball, man. And when his number was called up on due to injury to play a little bit more, he played good ball for Ohio State. Thank you, everyone, for coming in, tuning in to this Locked on Buckeyes postcast after Ohio State beat the Penn State Nittany Lions to improve their record. I believe we are at the 7-0 mark this year. Next week, it's a night game against Penn State, excuse me, against Wisconsin and Madison at Camp Randall. It's going to be wild. It's going to be on NBC, not on the NBC product of Peacock, but no, it's going to be on NBC, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm excited for that one. We'll have another postcast after that Buckeye game as well. The rest of the games on the schedule, Wisconsin, Rutgers. Rutgers on the road at, in Piscataway, New Jersey. And then you have uh, Michigan State at home, another night game on NBC. Oh, that's going to be embarrassing. Uh, then you have Minnesota at home, I believe. And then you go on the road to Ann Arbor, the final regular season game, Thanksgiving weekend. And then if all goes right like we want it to, the Buckeyes will be playing in Indianapolis, Indiana, Lucas Oil Stadium for a chance to win the Big Ten Championship. If it's Iowa, <laughs> got a good defense. Can't make that same statement about the Hawkeyes offense. Out of here, guys. You can follow me on X at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in to this Locked on Buckeyes postcast after Ohio State beat Penn State 20-12 to improve their record to 7-0. and what's, what's the best thing about going 7-0? and An opportunity to go Eight no, don't always close the show out like that, but it seems fitting when you beat the number seven team in the country. This has been the Locked on Buckeyes postcast after an Ohio State win. I'll see you next time.